to hear what you guys have to say um, about this next one. So this is a question where we're exploring Christianity's top questions, um, all walks of life, all seasons of life, um, regardless of your age, where you're from. Um, And we're here on our Q&A session with Alexi Torres and Rachel Hicks. If I'm interested in purchasing a Bible, which one should I get? Because as we know, there are countless translations. What? How do we best answer that? Sister Rachel. <laughs> 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 We're over here debating who's going to speak first. So Sister Rachel. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know as far as like giving you a specific like, oh, this one, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I've used in the past to help me is there is a scale on um, translations of the Bible on whether they're word for word or thought for thought or more of like a paraphrasing, things like that. And I think that can help you choose a Bible if you're looking for a specific thing. You just look it up online like um, um, and it'll it'll help you give you that scale. But Alexi can probably speak more into what specific translation yeah. is better. I think um, I, th- I think too immediately what comes in like the underlying thought like when we start speaking about translations is is the Bible trustworthy like the New Testament? Because if there's different versions, which version is right or, or stuff like that? I think that sometimes is there. So we have 5,280 copies of the Greek New Testament, all within 99.96% accuracy. No ancient document in history has that kind of accuracy. So if you can't trust the, the Bible as being authentic, you can't trust any piece of literature. None. Um, so that's just establishing that. So then it's like, so why is there so many different translations? I think it's the same way Rachel said. So we have different ways of translating things. Um, do you have somewhere more word for word? Then you have some more thought for thought. For example, in uh, Romans 5.1, in the ESV, uh, it would, uh, English Standard Version, that's what ESV is, it would say, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace of God through our, through our Lord Jesus Christ. In the NLT, the New Living Translation, it would say, therefore being made right with God by faith, we have peace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the NLT, more thought for thought, would break it down more. Where the ESV would be more of a word for word, and it would use words that uh, probably a little more accurate, but they're harder to understand. Um, so, uh, some good translations, more word for word, KJV, uh, though it's kind of sometimes hard to understand. The New if you King like James, your yees, thous, these, the KJV is great. I like great. these Bibles. <laughs> you know, uh, the KJV, if you're old school, English Standard Version, I, I, that's just the one I like. I, I prefer it. Um, uh, what else? The NASB is uh, also a very good translation. Um, the the thought for thought would be like an NLT. Uh, and if you want to go somewhere in the middle, NIV. I think the NIV is great. A lot of people seem to seems to be really popular. NIV seems to be really popular. It's really good translation. It's kind of like in the middle, not too word for word, but not also thought for thought. Uh, personally, I do not like paraphrasing. Because you lose a lot. Like, you lose a lot. And sometimes they just distort the meaning and you don't know what they're actually trying to say. Uh, 
even if me sometimes i get a, just a little bit uncomfortable with thought for thought paraphrasing it's just it just goes too much like um in, in, in the message in john 1 14 it says jesus moved into the neighborhood like, what <laughs> it's just like no no like jesus like became flesh like he didn't really move into the neighborhood what is that though i guess it would kind of mean that but it's just like they sometimes stretch it too far so i personally and it's like there are many believers who do use the message and they're genuine believers so i'm not bashing any one of them i'm just saying that i personally though we all have our opinion i personally in my opinion would not recommend any paraphrased bible either thought for thought like the uh, NL, like the NLT, maybe a middle, like an NIV or a word for word, like an ESV, NASB, uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that you say, in my opinion. Yeah. What we do know is that truth isn't relative. Truth is God's word. Yes. Period. Right. So um, I will say that um, it's, I'm comparing it to being a, a musician, right? So, if you're a musician, you probably, and you play guitar, you might start with one guitar, but over a lifetime or maybe just a couple of years for all I know, you are going to find that you are going to pick up quite a few guitars and each one's got, got its own flavor, right? And, and, and different things like that. And, and the Bible is similar in terms of you're going to use perhaps certain translations for certain seasons or times or things like that, just like with a guitar. Obviously, God's word is way above a guitar. But but do you, do you understand my analogy? So for instance, like when I first, uh, when I bought my first Bible, late teens, early 20s, I was in college and born again, I went with the NIV um, and it's a life application study Bible. So that was the the translation that Alexi kind of gave. That's, you know, a good in the middle of the road, if you will. Um, but what I what I loved about it, not so much. I didn't know what NIV meant, but I knew that I needed the life application study Bible, which means there's life application questions. Um, when you open it, there's all kinds of notes um, to help me better understand Old Testament um you know, how to read it. And what are, what are they really saying when they're mentioning this? Because I am not a teacher of the word. It does not come easily to me. So that, that helped me in that season. And I still go back to that at times, especially if we're talking about difficult topics and I'll, you know, I'll search through that a bit. Um, but over time, you know, I got different versions as gifts. So I got an ESV as a gift. And so I've been probably using that predominantly since, let's say, 2000. 13 or so. Um, but I also received an, an NLT. Um, I haven't dived as much into that, but then I got another gift as the, the passion translation. Um, I do have the message. I was given that as a gift being a, an early believer. You've been given a lot of gifts as oh Bibles, <laughs> you, you know, because everyone's <laughs> like, friends, Oh my gosh, friends. this girl needs to be <laughs> yeah. refined. I think yeah. people are trying to tell you something. I know, right. Getting the word. <laughs> right. And, and my point being God knows your heart. And you're pursuing him and his truth. Um, just just pick up one of the translations and start there. Um, and I think it's okay. It, it, there's the the Bible app, the U version Bible app, which I I love. I appreciate that. You have all the translations at a click of the button. And what what you'll find is like a musician, a guitarist gathering up guitars w- with different sounds and flavors and different settings here. You know, um, you you're gonna have Bibles. Um, 
in different translations. And, and you may find that when you're studying, you're going to open up different translations to compare. And I think that's smart. I think that's wise. Um, but don't feel like you have to start in that place. Um, I've been really turned off, if you will, when I've heard, I, you know, um, when I've heard some people answer this question from a, a place of legalism and they got specific and they believe that maybe only one or two of the versions are worthy of pursuing and they dismissed everything else. And I want to speak to the people who are extremely anxious of doing the wrong thing and they're overwhelmed. They're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. Just start. It's really okay. Just start. Um, but if you feel a conviction as you're reading it and you're like, like you said, Alexi, there, there's a passage maybe in the message where you're like, wow, that really is not as powerful as the truest translation. Well, then, yeah, you need to do further research in those things. But I think the point just being just start. And I, I think beginning to like if, if you're going to and this is just, again, my opinion, my opinion here uh, to start. I, I think I always recommend the NIV or the NLT. I think those are those those are just those stay true to the text, but they're really like simple. Those they have like a really simple language. So I think NIV, NLT is really good to start mm-hmm. out with. Oh, oh, oh. All right. So here's another question in our series: Christianity's top questions. Um, what if I want to go deeper in my walk with Jesus? What if I want to go deeper in my faith, but I'm not ready to walk into a church yet? I, I'm, I'm just going to be careful with my words because I want to be careful. That would be wise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> words of I power. Think Thank it, you, it depends maybe why you're not ready. Um, maybe you've been hurt. Um, maybe, maybe let, let me just first speak because I, I, I don't want to give the same answer to all people. If if the if the reason is you're just scared for the sake of being scared, right? You got to do something. If if I'm married to my wife, and she's she's pregnant, what do I do? We're gonna have the kid. You know, like as <laughs> <laughs> simple as that. And, and I, I think in the same sense, like, hey, you, you might be worried. Uh, what's gonna happen? It's just like, brother, may, maybe just call up the pastor and be like, hey, man, I'm actually nervous. Can I speak to you before? Or can I speak to one of your elders? Like, what do you guys believe? Like, can I maybe just call up the church? Maybe they have a number. And if not, man, pray to God that he would give you courage to walk in that church. Yeah. You know, you have to congregate yourself. You have to have people who hold you accountable, who encourage you, who can walk with you in your faith. This is not a solo walk. It never works well when you're solo. If you've had, if you have had uh, church hurt, um, which is not uncommon. Uh, Many people have had it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe still call up the pastor you would be like, hey, pastor, can I just meet with you? Can I can I get a coffee with you, or or can I speak to one of your elders? And I just want to confess that I've had church hurt. Um, or 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 can I maybe go to a Bible study first before I go to a service? Can I go to to a Bible study or something like that, something smaller? Um, but get connected. You have to get connected. You have to get connected. There is no substitute for fellowshipping with the believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I com- I completely agree with Alexi. I was gonna say. Um, uh, trying to find a good Bible study if, if you're not willing to go to the church building itself. Um, maybe finding a friend that you are comfortable to go with you um, just so that you're not alone and a lot of that anxiety can be suppressed mm-hmm. with having somebody with you. And um, yeah, then I would encourage you to find healing 
in that mm-hmm. area Amen. where you're where you're hurt because uh, community is so so important and, and you can't yes. overgeneralize. No, I mean we're 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 a bunch of imperfect people trying to um, become more Christ-like, and so there's going to be hurt. There's going to be things that are said or done that are going to hurt you no matter what, but. Um, finding healing and finding those people that are willing to walk beside you in that healing, admit their mistakes, admit the errors and um, working through that pain of your past. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's huge. And, and I, and I think you can, not that it's based your participation in, in the body of Christ and uh, church body doesn't have to be based on your personality. So I'm not watering that down or making that the sole focus of this question, but I'm a person who, who's all in when I, when I do something, I, I, I dive in. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be the person who's maybe nervous, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, you know, I might not know someone, but I'm, I'm going to meet someone when I go there. I'm going to, you know, whatever. But for people who are maybe tiptoeing it a little more or dancing around it a little, or, you know, repeat in, I don't know, repeating the same questions. The, the good news is that in, um, social media nowadays um there's facebook groups um for churches and there's there's something going on with these two there are (laughs) what does your board say he just wrote me a message that said prepare your legs to be chopped off during trivia yeah we've got bible (laughs) trivia coming up and they are writing on these dry erase boards i gave them to well let me get back to what i'm saying you fools all right for those of you who 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 aren't maybe ready to jump all in and you're just dipping your toe in that that's okay um don't start with bible trivia (laughs) (laughs) but um but but I would say th- a lot of churches do um, a live stream, mm-hmm. e- either via Facebook or or some other streaming platform. Um, it might just be the audio. It might be video as well. And that's a way where y- you you can see the face of the pastor or yeah, hear yeah, hear the voices idea. or see good you know idea. is their teaching really any good or the reality is maybe you've been ill you've been moving around you've been bedridden you've been whatever and and you're actually just trying to to find a church that fits so we don't want there to be to be shame in that we we know it can be a process but know that it will take investment and it will take a choice um there there is when jesus says to um was it the man who was ill or paralyzed he said you know do you want to be well i've been laying and no one will carry me to the pool and when i do do you know what i'm talking about you know what spanish is but but Jesus says, do you want to get well? So ultimately you have to make this choice. Right. Are you ready to take a step to go deeper in your faith? So yeah. do you guys have anything more to add with that? Yeah, or? and just some Bible verses that kind of point to that. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Yep. Yep. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, and Acts 2, 42 through 47 just all talk about the importance of community in the body of Christ and us all coming together to, yep. to, to meet and grow together. Yep. So we're not we're not supposed to be an island yeah. in, in our faith. We're supposed and to you're actually, actually more likely to be kind of attacked in that way, too. Yes, right. Absolutely. You know, when, you know, Satan's going to prowl around like a lion. And, and, and when you watch those, what is it, the blue planet or the what? what's the stuff on Netflix where you watch yeah. animals and whatever you're watching lions 
and um, work together or, or other animals too, right? But they single out Yes. And they chase herds and whoever is the weakest or the sickest or gets separated. Yeah. That's who they go after. And so when scripture talks about Satan is roaming around like a lion yeah. ready to devour yeah. us, it's true. And when yes. you are on uh, an island, you are you're more susceptible. At the same time, you you can be in a body of believers, um, but because you are trying to glorify God through all you're doing and you're trying to do you know, work for him because you love him um, through grace you're saved, right? But you, you want to express your love to God and, and you want to do for him. You actually could also be more likely to get <laughs> burned as well because Satan's going to want to attack you and tear you down. But because you're in community, you have people help you battle those lies, those addictions, those chains and those things. Yeah, I, I remember, especially my in my beginnings, um, I had two really good friends who were with me side by side. Um, and I feel like I just, I, I wanted to get cold and they would have let me, they, they'd continually pull me up. They'd pull me up. They'd pull me up. Yeah. Yeah. I know they, they, they just continually just, just like pull me up constantly. They'd pull me up, pull me up. So when you have people around you, they don't let you get cold. They continually, they continually push you forward. All right, so we're going to continue on with um, this Q&A <laughs> this Q&A session. Rachel thinks it's time for a praise break. Take a praise break, you know. But um, we are answering Christianity's top questions. And this is, there's several parts to this series. Um, this is just one of the episodes on this podcast. Um, we've got with Alexi Torres with us and Rachel Hicks. So some good, <laughs> whoop, whoop, some good friends of mine, right? Um why are there so many Christian denominations? Why? There's so many different churches, so many different denominations. I think what uh, is it about? Yeah, I think this is something that um I, I think that I, I I think that um if if I have a Coca-Cola <laughs> where are we going with this? No, it's okay. Yeah, if yeah. I have a Coca-Cola <laughs> bottle, um and it has water in it. Um, I have a Sprite bottle, and it has water in it. I have a Mountain Dew bottle, and it has water in it. Um, <laughs> I'll get hydrated by all three. And I think in the same sentence, the question is not what is your label. The, the question is what is your content. Um, and I think that there's many uh, denominations that do preach preach the gospel in just a mighty and a powerful way. So the question is the question is not what label does this denomination have the question is what is the content do these people believe uh in the trinity that that god exists as one what in in three who's does the does the does this church believe in the divinity of jesus does this church affirm the the the, the five solas uh uh salvations by grace alone through faith alone by christ alone uh uh uh, for the glory of God alone, as Scripture reveals alone. Uh, so, like, does this church actually believe the core theological doctrines? Um, and I think that there are many denominations within the, the Christian church, but the many, for uh, just to give some examples, Baptists, uh, Arminians, Calvinists, uh, Lutherans, Presbyterians, they all share the same core doctrines. Um, we have maybe some little nuances that we disagree on, but our core, our core is, is the same. Uh, yeah, within Christian churches, I, and I, I don't know if I answered yeah, no. that. No, that's good. That's good. I don't know if I... What about you, Rachel? What are you thinking here? 
Um, I don't know that I really have a lot to add on that one. Really? Yeah. I, I think uh, something to bring to mind, too, is human nature. Why are there so many Christian denominations? And um, I think it's the human. I don't want to d- just dismiss it and say, well, it's the human condition. But as people, we ruin things, as Alexia <laughs> said earlier. I'm going to just keep quoting that today. But we we tend to categorize things. We 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 put labels on things on people. We make we create hierarchies, um, and we and we start to stray away from the things that matter. And kind of like Alexi, we're kind of talking about that a bit. It's about the content and those things. So we're kind of we we had a discussion earlier. I think over dinner when we were eating, um, and I think we really dived into this topic. So maybe we you know ran out of fuel there. But um, this is a really common question and a lot of people ask it and i think preference maybe human preference plays a little bit into it as well uh in our style of worship because the the content as you said the content is important like you know do we have the basics down and then but style of worship can be completely different the songs that are sung the way the service is ran so on and so forth and i think certain people just prefer different things but we can still be worshiping the same God just yes. in different ways. I think I think with that, what comes to mind is, yes. I'm not saying there's a lot of people who church hop, but I think those are the, the reasons people change churches, like church buildings or church gatherings. But when we think about denominations, that it's most likely going to be rooted on differences in doctrine mm-hmm. somewhere yeah. down the road. And, and I, I don't think that, um, I, I don't think that having denominations is a bad thing mm-hmm. so even though some denominations are straight up abominations they they, they drop the ball um but i think like as rachel said that that some uh some denominations a lot some of the differences are, are just musical or, or, or like the different styles of music and stuff like that and if it's there's, there's nothing wrong with that if 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 this denomination has a different kind of music or this denomination like maybe some people put labels just to differentiate yeah we got we're more a little bit more old school yeah, we're a little bit more new school. Yeah, we dress a little looser. No, we dress a little more conservative. So I think if the labels are just used for that, then it's not a bad thing. It just helps to define mm-hmm. uh, what what the culture of the body is like. I think where denominations uh, are bad is where there is that what Alicia said that that hierarchy mm-hmm. where you believe, oh, I'm I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm this. Yeah. I'm that. And it's really it's like no. You were a lost sinner who was damned, who was saved by grace. Like, don't, don't, just don't, like me, yeah, just like me. Uh, so I, I, th- I think the question is, what does this church actually believe? Do they believe that the righteousness of God is given to us by faith in the finished work of Jesus? Do they believe in the infallibility of Scripture? Um, the, the main core doctrines. Mm-hmm. I think that's really where it comes down to. And, and to validate the the spiritual walk that we have, which which happens outside of a church building, right? And some people have church and they don't even have a church building, if you know what I mean, right? We're talking about the gathering of the body believers. So um, I think um, I just lost my train of thought, too. Darn it. Um, yeah, no, I lost it. It's gone. It's gone. But yeah, disunity and, and all of those things, hierarchy. Um, yeah, no, it's gone. Honestly, I don't even know <laughs> what denomination oh, the two I ladies here are. Now. 
Wait, what did you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, don't even, I don't even know where you guys fit. I don't even think you guys have a box. Yeah. That's actually what I was going to speak beauty. to. Now there's, I remember. There's some, just some beauty yeah, to that. Yeah. We're like, I don't even know what denomination they are, but that doesn't stop me from loving them as Amen. my sister in Christ. Unity And in Christ. I don't think that our, 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 our question should, should when we call, when we go to a person, right, who's a believer is, is not like. What what denomination are you saying? No, no, like don't 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 let that be. Don't let. And what be name there. do you come come yeah. by? You know, yeah. and Jesus. Is it's like don't let that be their primary like label, label that you put on them. It's like no, they're that uh, assigns worth or a hierarchy. They're like a believer idea. who's been indwelt by the Spirit, who loves Jesus, who may have differences in nuances, but that's your brother, and do not treat them with contempt because to to treat a brother wrongly is to treat the bride of Christ wrongly, and mm-hmm. if you want if you wouldn't want anybody treating your uh, your bride with contempt. Don't don't treat the bride of Christ with contempt. As Scripture compares the church as the bride of Christ, yeah. yeah. And you refreshed my memory here. So I I just wanted to validate that it's it's a journey. It's a spiritual journey that happens outside of you know four walls and those things. It's your walk with Christ. Um, it's not just a religious thing, but it's a spiritual thing. And and that I think many. Many people maybe stay at the same church denomination or church building or whatever for most of their lives. But I think also, (laughs) you guys, but I think also I just want to validate people who are on that journey and maybe they are changing denominations or changing church buildings or gatherings or whatever that is. I was raised Catholic. I don't identify as that anymore. Um, but that's been a journey of me getting in the word, what is true, <laughs> and, and walking with other Christians, finding out for myself, not just being told this is what truth is, but I, I, it's, had to, it's had to be mine, that yeah. journey. Yep. And that, yeah. So, so I just want to no, affirm right that seek out truth. Okay. And it's, it's your journey, and it's not going to look maybe like someone else's. Oh, oh. All right, so another one. Why is God's love called, quote-unquote, perfect love? Scripture talks about perfect love. What God's love, why is it called perfect love? What does that mean? Because I think it's hard for us to understand because every everything we know is broken. Yeah. Every, everything, <laughs> like, and everything that humans have ha- have gotten their hands on they've destroyed they've ruined they've distorted they've shattered and one of those things that we've gotten our hands on is love we've, we've literally broken love i think all of us have gotten our heart our, our hearts broken right all, all of us have gotten our hearts broken by a person that did not know how to value us correctly um so when we think of love we have that shattered image of love hmm. um so it's just hard to understand how god's love could truly be perfect uh, but but God isn't isn't like man. Like He's not like us. A man is uh, fallen. Uh, man is uh, in his fallen condition. But God, um, God is holy. God is he. What, what it for, for it to be holy means he's distinct. He's different. He's other. Um, so God's love is not like our love. God's love is pure. 
it's undefiled it's different than what the world offers it's a higher uh it's it's a higher level than than, than what our our families could have ever given us it, it's something it's it's perfect uh it's it's a love that that cast out all fear it's a love that embraces it's a love that's self-sacrificial uh it's a love that 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 fulfills and makes whole so if that's god's love what what is human love and it sounds like you're speaking from experience which is beautiful wonderful and great but for someone who maybe hasn't experienced God's love or doesn't think that they have or doesn't fully understand that yet or however you want to say it, what's the comparison? We've seen our love and God's love? Yeah. Yeah. What 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 is our love like? Messy. Ugly. Broken. Uh, examples. I mean we hurt each other. Yeah. We're we're not faithful. We cheat. We that person that lie. cheated on you. We you know. Yeah. Our priorities are way off more examples let's hear it let's get real we're, we're selfish yeah we're yeah. just selfish in Very everything selfish. we do so sometimes um people we use people for sex for their own pleasure um sometimes they'll 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 lie to them to get what they want um and all of these things are just it's just distorted love um they may have strong affections for that person and still do all of these wrong things um why because though they have strong desires they're they're in a fallen condition and I think the point being, you know, in our fleshly human condition, our love has limits. Yeah. And that yeah. when we love others or love God, it's because he's He's pouring into us. He's pouring into us. We're empowered by the Holy Spirit. So Christians aren't people tr- striving to love others well um, out of their own strength. It's... It's receiving that from God and experiencing that. That's that's why it is very possible to meet a grumpy Christian. We are just human. But also my point being we receive grace in um when we when we when we when we just marinate in his grace, we um just exude joy. Um and that doesn't mean like you always have a, a silly smile on your face, maybe, but um but you you extend mercy and grace to other people even when they don't deserve it or forgiveness or and those kinds of things. So um, our love has limits. God's love, limitless. And his love just pursues us no matter what, where there's times where like, I'm going to write you off because you've hurt me too many times. See ya. Or I'm going to give you the cold shoulder or I'm going to say something bad about you or I'm going to all these things. That's human love. It's ugly, like you said. It's messy. It's broken. Um, but God, God redeems us. He restores us. Um, he provides for us. He heals us. He continues to walk with us. He's um, Jesus has prepared a place for us, like looking into the future and into eternity. He died for us. So, yes, perfect love. And, and it, it's that kind of love that does cast out your fear, fear about the past, present, or future, your, your finances, your circumstances, whatever's going on for you right now, just being in his presence is enough where being in someone else's presence isn't lasting. Even if that is true love, like yeah. it's not going to be lasting. That moment's only going to last so long. And then you got to get back to work or you got to go do this or the, the, the kids are, you know, crying or causing problems, getting in trouble at school or whatever's going on for you. But God's love just permeates every moment if you allow him to so true um first john you were saying perfect love cast out fear first john 4 
uh, starting with verse 16. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. And then verse 18, there is no fear in love, but for perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment and whoever Mm -hmm. fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. Amen. So, yeah, that's the answer to why is God's love called perfect love? I think, too, one of the reasons why it's hard to believe uh, is because we've never experienced anything like it. Mm. Um, but, But then it's like I think that's our encouragement. Um, because we haven't experienced the love that he has isn't like anything we experience. It's not like the fall in love, like that person who pushed you to the side. It's not like that fall in love with that person who hurts you. It's it's a love that's actually whole, that actually satisfies. It's actually better than anything. And it's good and pure. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's better. No agenda. Yeah, yeah. The agenda is that you'd be loved, that you'd be valued, that you'd be careful, that you'd be uplifted, that you'd be restored to what God has called you to be from the beginning. Um, that's He's the, the source. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. We hope you've been enjoying our podcast today. I'm your host, Leisha Cole of Tandem Hope Worship Collective, www.tandemhope.com. And so we've covered a number of interesting topics today. Um, specifically, we asked the questions if I'm interested in purchasing a Bible, which one should I get? There's so many translations out there. What if I want to go further in my faith and my walk with Christ, but I'm not ready to walk into a church? And why are there so many Christian denominations? And why is God's love called, quote unquote, perfect love in scripture? And we just hope that the these conversations have really just helped grow a curiosity in you to pursue these questions yourself and and to ask the Lord in prayer, um, ask him to reveal himself and to reveal his truth and to, to study his scripture. Don't just go based off of what everybody else is saying, but have a spiritual walk of your own. And remember that this is just one part in a series um, of our Q&A questions on this podcast. So we're definitely going to be recording more question and answer sessions. You'll definitely not want to miss it. And tune in to the next episode, part four of this, because this is when Alexi Torres and Rachel Hicks have a showdown in Bible trivia. You won't want to miss it.